Yes, indeed, we are awaiting your home improvement questions. You can call it in. You can text it in. It's the same number, 651-461-9226. 651-461-9226. Good morning to you, Andy Lindis. Good morning, Denny. How's your day going so far? So far, so good. I uh, was uh, grabbing a quick cup of coffee earlier this morning, and I thought, well, my deck looks a little wet. Are we getting a little shower? Are you getting any shower activity where you are? Uh, we did overnight, nothing, uh, nothing yet. for the last couple, three hours. So Okay. Well, it's, you know, it, it's much needed, and I, I know we're not going to get a bunch of it, but uh, we'll, we'll get what we take, uh, what we can get to today. It's going to be a pretty sunny week, and uh, for the first full week in October, Andy, I'm looking at the daytime highs are going to be anywhere from the low to mid-70s. Your crews are going to be pretty happy about that, and, and you as well, I'm sure. Yeah, we have uh, lots to get done yet this fall, and uh, we're, we're, we're thankful for the weather, Denny. Uh, we keep, uh, I, at least I do, I keep looking back at last October, and I know it's not going to last forever. We're going we're gonna to take it when, when we can get it. Uh, what was it, last October from about the, the 10th on, I think the, the average high was in like the mid-40s, something like that. It was, uh, yeah. it was a pretty cold October, and we had a, uh, a lot of, uh, I think, a lot of areas had almost, if not record, almost record snow for the month. So that's uh, something to keep in mind when uh, we're pushing back our winterized to-do list. I think this weekend is a perfect weekend. The next 10 days, if you have things to do around your house, get ready for winter, now is the time to do it. It's way oh, easier yeah. to do it when it's 70 degrees and not 30 degrees. Yeah, I remember some years, as you do, uh, for those folks that like to put up Christmas lights, they can do it in shorts, which yeah. is, if you're that proactive. <laughs> yeah, you know, do, but... We've had it where the, the golf courses are open in December. I just don't think this is going to be one of those years. So I think the, the sooner you can get to winterizing your home and, and getting it ready, uh, I think the better off you're going to be. No, you're absolutely right. If you are in the midst or about to start any kind of a home improvement project, large or small, and you uh, have a question or two for Andy, uh, you can call it in as a set or, or send a text at 651-461-9226. Call it in or uh, text it in to uh, Andy Lindis. You know, somebody was, well, it was a neighbor, actually. We were talking, I guess it was about a week ago, about uh, window installation. And um, I know when you guys, your crew, put in uh, some uh, windows for us, which are great, by the way. Uh, I can't believe how the how the sound deadening is, just let alone the efficiency. Uh, th- there are differences from people who just kind of slap in. Maybe if you would explain what Lindis does versus maybe some quick jobs that other people might do. Can you well, do that? It, detail that for us. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, we we've had a lot of discussions about this lately because. When we look at what our estimate entails compared to the majority of the other window contractors in in the Twin Cities, uh, for instance, um, uh, one of my salesmen asked me a question this week. uh, Hey, we do full frame replacement. Uh, The other two contractors said you're going to have to build all new headers because you're going to have to replace the frames. One, they're they're saying that the the window frame has some type of uh, structural integrity to to that opening. Two, that's just things that contractors say to get away from doing full frame replacements. It's like seventy percent of the windows replacement windows installed in the Twin Cities Denny are replacement windows, not full frame replacement. What that means is the operating part of the window. 
So on a double hung, that's the part that goes up and down. On a casement yeah. or a crank out window, that's the part that opens. That's the only part of the window that gets removed. So you're shrinking the glass ca- glass size sometimes by an inch and a half, and you're not taking into consideration any of the water infiltration or air infiltration problems that are happening on the frame, which is usually the majority of the water and air infiltration. So we, 98% of the windows that we installed any are full frame replacement. It takes about three times as long, but in the long run, you're way better off. You're addressing every issue. And, you know, one of the things that we consider, one of the things that I consider all the time is I'm not fixing a bunch of crap that my dad did 30 years ago. And I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that the next person that sits in my seat isn't going to be dealing with the the stuff that I did. So we don't we don't do things on the cheap and we don't do things quickly, but we do things the the best way that we can with the technology that we have. I'm thinking thinking of new listeners who maybe uh, don't know when you said uh, building a certain <laughs> that your dad built that uh, Kevin founded Linda's Construction and uh, he always was quality conscious and uh, that that's kind of what you mean. He never did any kind of bad jobs. Uh, or, uh, you know, no, and, and no, the it, light. It, it, it's, 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 it's hiring the right craftsmen and taking yep. care of them and using the best materials that you possibly can. You know, this week, Denny, um, I've had a couple meetings with GAF and the things that we have coming down uh, the, the pipeline from them and the opportunities that we have that even this year. Like, we're the only contractor in the Twin Cities that, that, that would have Glenwood shingles because we're one of the only ones in the country that sold it because... It takes three times as long to install. But the other cool part is we've had zero hail claims on that shingle. That's it. it takes three times as long to install. But the other cool part is we've had zero hail claims on that shingle. That's it's just it's when you when you when you can take in really good install and the best materials that you possibly can get, that's when you get stuff that can last 30, 40, 50 years. And GAF is, uh, is this, uh, I'm going to use the term local, but where are those uh, shingles produced? Minneapolis. They are. Now, are they being recognized, uh, as I know you do, and we, we certainly have them on my, uh, our house, are the, the quality being recognized around the country? Finally. A little bit more so on the East Coast, but again, that, okay. that the shingle is being discontinued. But what GAF did is uh, they came to us. And they know that, that that we really care about quality shingles. And there's there's about a dozen contractors around the country that, that really want to use the best shingle that they can possibly get. So we've all put our hats in the ring, and we've, we've come up with a new design on a new shingle that will be coming out next year. And we're going to have some exclusivity to it, and it's going to have some awesome warranties. It's a heavier-duty shingle. It's not the Glenwood, but it's, it's, it's darn close. Great warranty. Mm-hmm. And what a look. I mean, we don't maybe talk about that uh, often enough. Certainly the quality of, you know, hail resistance, whatever. But uh, these shingles look so good. You yeah, know, they've got some a, texture to it, some three-dimensional. Three and, and, and just to put some perspective to it, you know, an ordinary roof, you're looking at about three bundles of shingles for a 10-foot by 10-foot section. That's a square where the shingles that we install, you're looking at anywhere from 8 to 10 bundles a, sh- uh, a square for a 10 by 10 section. So you're, you're looking at something that's three times as thick as an ordinary shingle. Wow, good stuff. 
All right, I tell you what, I'm being signaled here. Let's uh, let's take a break. If you have any kind of a question, maybe it's about uh, insulation, maybe it's about uh, siding, whatever the case may be. Some folks are even talking about ice dams uh, already. 651-461-9226. Any kind of home improvement question you might want to ask Andy, either by phone or by text, 651-461-9226. We'll take a break, get right back to the home improvement show here on News Talk 830 WCCO. 67 degrees now in the Twin Cities. And again, have a home improvement question you may have, you can call it in if you want to chat with Andy or uh, send Andy Lindis your text. It is the same number, 651-461-9226. Uh, Andy, a texter says this. Uh, this is interesting. We had our garage floor coated by a reputable company 30 days ago. It is still off-gassing, and with the door closed, the odor is very strong, but okay with the door open. Is this typical? I've never heard of that. Mm-mm. You know, I, I I know that when I've done these floors for a couple of days, you've noticed, but uh, we've always made sure that it's a pretty well-ventilated area. So I would try to ventilate that area um, and, and then maybe talk to the, the installation crew again and see if maybe there was a problem in, in the mix-up. And I, I don't know. I've never... Maybe for a couple of days, but anything longer than that, it shouldn't uh, you shouldn't really have an odor of of any kind. Not after thirty days. No, no, no. I wouldn't think so. You're right. Uh, get back to the people who who uh, uh, put that thing in. It is epoxy, they said. So uh, get back to them. I'd like to hear an answer there too. If uh, if you get an answer, let us know. Let's go to the phones. I think Tom is uh, calling this morning from Blaine. For Andy Lindis. Tom, you're on with Andy. Oh, thank you. Enjoy the show. Thank you. Uh, my project my project for this weekend was to remove some bad deck boards. My deck is 14 by 12. Um, the boards are nailed down, and I'm concerned the nails are, uh, a few nails I've taken out have been really hard to extract. So I was wondering, what technique you use to remove old nailed in deck boards? Uh, I'm going to, um, you know, if they're, they're really in the wood, I'm going to use a cat claw, like pry bar of some sort where you can take it, especially if you're not trying to salvage the wood. If they're if they're the, this, these are boards that are going to get replaced and discarded. You don't have to worry about damaging it. That's going to be a, a much easier way to remove that. Or you can get up from the bottom and pound from the bottom up. Might be a little bit easier task, but uh, the cat claw, you take the hammer, get down to the edge of uh, the nail, give it a couple taps in your hammer, and you should be able to then pry that nail loose. But, you know, 20 years into treated lumber, uh, sometimes those nails can be uh, rather difficult to remove. You might want to um, you can consider cutting them off with a sawzall if, uh, if you can get underneath there and and get between the the brace but just be careful you're not going to be cutting any of the any of the 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 structural integrity of the deck i'm not sure what linda's does the crews with uh like kiln dried wood but as far as uh things like timber tech uh how how are those things attached uh when when linda's is building those 
depending on uh, the style of decking that, that shows them, but it's going to be a, a, one of our hidden fasteners. There's usually a channel system that we, and it's going to be all done with screws. That's so got to be great bit, for... A little bit easier to back out if you need to replace a board or two down the road. And better for shoveling, too, I would imagine. Very much so, yes. You don't uh, get catapulted uh, off your own deck trying to remove the snow. Now, there's a question that we get from time to time, and I've, I've never asked you. No, I know sometimes you can you can have a little slipperiness there at your mm-hmm. house. Uh, do you take the time, or you or your family, to shovel the snow off the deck just Maybe just for appearance sake, if not for structural soundness. Does it matter? You know, I don't have a lot of structural worry with uh, with my decking, and everything I have is is one foot on center, and 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 built really well. So I'm, I'm not worried about the the weight so much as getting the snow off the deck. Uh, just from an aesthetic standpoint, if I have a wood deck, I would want to get that 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 snow off the deck because I think it can start to deteriorate the wood. Anytime you have water that turns into ice and then the sun hits that, it's just it, the finish doesn't last as long. So if you have a wood deck, I would make sure I remove the snow as much as I can. Now, um, I use a variety of things in my deck removal, uh, snow removal from the deck and porch area, Denny, and a lot of it has to do with my uh, my the blower from Milwaukee. I have a backpack blower. I have a, a an attachment for my, my weed whip that's like a little paddle it's like a lawn rake i'll use that in those areas so i don't do a lot of shoveling anymore especially if that that snow is pretty fluffy i'm gonna use the backpack blower and blow it off the deck yeah you'll have it blowing about a block away with that Mm -hmm. for sure yeah um you were talking about uh 12 inches on center there is that typical for for a low maintenance deck i mean is it is it usually uh, It, it is more and more yeah it is you know, they, I think they recommend 16 uh, for a lot of the, the, the different manufacturers. And this is where people really start to skimp. They want to use their existing framing from a cedar deck that might be two foot on center and, and, and go with a composite decking. It just doesn't work. And then they try to sister in more additional framing, and it's just a, it's usually a recipe for disaster. Mm, not good. If you have any kind of a home improvement question, we welcome yours, uh, either by phone or by text, 651-461-9226. Here's one uh, from the text uh, screen. I'm told I have enough insulation in my attic, yet I was getting ice dams the last two winters. What do I need to do so I don't get those ice dams? Obviously, you have some some heat loss somewhere, and... And this is where the majority of people that look at addicts um, are are giving people bad information or they're not educating customers enough because it's about the, the air movement that's happening there. You can have an R60, and if you still don't have the proper attic air sealing, but by sealing I mean it's sealed off, uh, then, then you're still going to have issues. If, if warm air can go through whatever amount of insulation you have. Like, look at that fiberglass. It's just going to be a giant filter. If you notice any discoloration in your insulation at all, chances are you have air moving where it shouldn't, and that's what's causing the ice dams. This is why um, a lot of times when we get into attics and we, we start with our spray foam product, it's or we're just going to be spot spray foaming or taking care of the can lights or this the access itself. There's a lot of sealing that, that, that you can do. And then take a look at your ventilation as well. That can be the biggest culprit. If your attic isn't venting properly, letting that hot air get out at the top and bringing in enough cold air, then then you can lead, that as well can lead to ice dams. This is why 
I wish major, more contractors looked at more than just the insulation levels. When we come out and do a heat map analysis of your home, we're going to know exactly well, what it does, how it does it, and and what the best route is to fix this home and make it the most comfortable it possibly can be and the most energy efficient it can be. But there's a lot of diagnostic tools that go into that, and you know sometimes it can take us a couple hours of of, of looking around to make sure we we've, we've looked at every aspect of the home. Well, year, it was years ago that you brought it to our attention that and you, you, you talk about insulation, but you got to think about ventilation as well. And uh, that's, that's an important aspect of, of the whole thing. Now, uh, somebody will question ice dams. There's a, lot, a big difference between ice dams and icicles, right? Uh, icicles can happen even when your home may be perfectly insulated or ventilated, right? Yeah, if, if if you're talking about the normal freeze-thaw cycle that's a, that's happening, especially in the springtime, as it starts to warm up and things are melting off and then it gets cool at night, um, yeah, you can see some icicles, especially you know with a, a gutter system that has any type of leaf protection. That leaf protection has a tendency to have more icicles coming down where an open gutter is going to grab that ice and build it back up onto your roof. This is where open gutters really start to struggle during the freeze-thaw process. This is where you see a lot of them start to pull loose, disform, and if it starts to build up a lot, if you have a lot of snow that's melting off your roof and then getting and freezing at night in those gutters and going back up, that that can be a cause of an ice dam. So that's one of the nice things about uh, gutters with leaf protection like Leaf Garden. It's icicles come down, not on your roof. Yeah, boy, absolutely. Learn that. All right, hang on, Andy. We're going to take a break. We're going to look at that uh, forecast, see what uh, the weatherman promises here for this coming week, this first full week in October. Uh, send us your home improvement question. Either- Good morning. Welcome back to our home improvement show presented every week by our friends at Lindis Construction. If you have that kind of a question for Andy Lindis, any kind of a home improvement question, 651 651- Four six one nine two two six. Uh let's grab a phone call first before we grab some more text, Sandy. Uh Mike is calling in from Rochester, I think, this morning. Mike, thank you. What's your question for uh, Andy? Uh I'm having problems with uh window screens with some uh I suspect it's grasshoppers are eating holes in them. Uh I replaced them all this spring with it's a fiberglass like uh product. Uh, that I got at a big box store, and uh, already now uh, the the all the screens that I fixed are full of holes again, small holes. Is there a better product that I can use, or a product that'll stand up to the bugs? You know, there's a variety of screening that that you can get, and um, I'm struggling with the, the, the name of the, the actual screening that we use, Denny, because with our windows, we have a lifetime screen warranty. All you have to do is send your screen in, and, and we fix it. And we, not, we don't fix a lot of screens. In fact, um, mm. we, we fix more screens from shipping issues than, than once they're installed, to, to be honest with you. You know, you get one little tear in a screen, you're going you're gonna to fix it before you install the window. Um, that's why most of the manufacturers give us rolls of screen just because it's really hard to uh, make sure 25 windows and, and have none of them have a damaged screen. That, that can, on a semi-truck, can be a, a difficult process at times. So, but we don't have is, a lot of some... bugs-eating screens. I, I haven't heard of that being an issue in, in a lot of areas or any area. Um, what were you going to say, Mike? New to me. 
Is this a metal product then or a fiberglass product? It's a fiberglass product. Fiberglass. Okay. What can Mike do, Andy? What should he do? Uh, you know, I would uh, maybe try a different type of screen. I'd like to know exactly what type of screening you had. And um, uh, if, if, if you're really worried about the bugs, I would get a, and, and they're causing issues on your house, I would talk to a pest control person too and, and get them to come out and maybe spray the outside of your home. That can make a big difference. I know it makes a big difference for me with box elder bugs and, and the Asian beetles. So uh haven't had a lot of issues with grasshoppers in uh in my area of the world but who knows maybe the pest yeah. control person in rochester will know what to do that's a first uh time i've ever heard of such a thing mm-hmm. uh, 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 critters eating through screens wow i'd like to no. hear a follow-up yeah it's something uh yeah i don't know uh <laughs> it's it's that's new to me it'd be interesting to see what the fix is well, we may, have, you know, as you know, we have the smartest listeners in the world. We may hear uh, hear back from uh, some comment from a, from a listener today. Uh, speaking of listeners, here's a text. A broken seal in a large window above the front door. Can glass be replaced or need to be a whole frame fixed? Uh, depending on the window, uh, but usually you can get new glass packs and then reglaze that window. Um, but it, it's going to depend on the manufacturer of the window and the skill of the installer that you choose. I know not uh, all installers uh, are capable of, 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 of replacing a glazing in a window. You might be able to, it's a, lot, it's a little bit harder than actually replacing a window at times. Do, do some folks, and I used to have years ago, years ago, have to replace every fall storm windows? I wonder if folks are still doing that. Yeah, there's a, a little bit of that going on. And, uh, you know, I, I can tell you this, Andy. We probably once a month get a request to come out and give people an estimate for new storm windows. And we have the ability of, of, of getting you a storm window. But usually when we show them what the cost of a storm window is compared to a cost of a brand-new window, you know, getting a uh, a storm window installed might be you know two to four hundred dollars, where a, a brand new window might be six to a thousand dollars. And when you think of it, never having to replace that window again, uh, never having to worry about it, never having to put a storm window on again, and and just an overall glass space that you get with a new window compared to a storm window, it's a it's usually a no brainer for most people. Oh, for sure. Oh, I don't miss those days at all. Uh, here's a listener question that says, when uh, when it's time to re-roof, shingles versus metal. It's a Rambler home. What do you prefer? Meaning Lindis. You know, uh, I can tell you this. Uh, all my properties have uh, asphalt shingles on them. Um, some of our commercial buildings have the, the metal roofing on. My, my mom and dad have the metal roofing on, on their building. So it, for me, it's going to come down to aesthetically which one of those products I'm going to choose. But the warranty on the asphalt shingles is going to be better than most of the metal that you look at. I'd stay away from any type of metal shingle right now. I think there's some new technology coming out in the next couple of years that's going to be not only a little bit better aesthetically than uh, than some of the metal shingles that are out there, but it's going to perform better. Those Those metal shingles, especially in areas that get a lot of snow, have a tendency to leak. Hmm. How about uh, the regular, you know, the metal roofing that we've talked about for years? People still uh, uh, requesting those? 
Yeah, we have a machine working every week, the standing mm. seam metal roofing, and, we're, and that's all residential for the most part. Not a lot of commercial going on with, with that machine right now. So Interesting. people are still choosing that. And, again, it comes down to aesthetics. And sometimes these story-and-a-half homes uh, that make it really difficult to insulate and ventilate the proper way, the best way to get rid of the snow is to put down two inches of foam on the roof and then a metal roof over the top of that so the snow then can come down. You're going to know that you're going to have to deal with snow, shoveling it off your sidewalks, or the snow that can come off that roof can be a lot of snow. It can yeah. lead to some banks. So you're going to have to weigh which option works best for you. Usually dealing with the snow and ice on the ground is way easier than dealing with it on your roof. But Boy, that's, that's sure. uh, we got a lot of people choosing that option. Andy, let's go back to the phones. Margaret's calling in from Rochester, I believe. Margaret, you're on CCO with Andy. Good morning. Good morning to you. Um, Say, I have a question about, we are considering building a permanent uh, step up to the attic in our garage. We currently have pull-down steps, which are hard for us to get up and down and putting things through that narrow entrance. Uh, We also have a heated garage floor so my question is, if we leave that entrance open in the winter, will that be a problem in creating any kind of ice up there? Or mm-hmm. do you see yes. a problem with that? Yes, I do. Um, if you're going to have a heated garage and you're not going to address the roof deck, you might want to take a look at, at what you can do with insulation and make that a conditioned space if that's what you're going to use it for, even uh, once you, mm-hmm. so we, we've, you can create a hot roof uh, of sorts where you can spray foam the attic there, but know that that's not going to be a, a, a great solution to ice damming. Uh, chances are okay. your attic uh, entry is already dealing with a lot of heat loss. If it's something that gets used a lot and it's something that, that hasn't been replaced in the next, you know, little while, uh, you know, last 10 years, chances are that that attic access is already having a lot of heat loss. But you mm-hmm. open that up and that, that warm air is going to go to the highest point really quickly. And okay, okay. That's, that's going to cause uh, cause some issues. Okay, okay. I, that, that was totally what I was wondering about, if that would be a problem or not. And it sounds like it would be, so... Now, you can look at maybe replacing your attic access with one that's easier to do and and to use. Uh, those have come a long ways, and they make some that are very energy efficient with where you can oh. cap them off, and you can make a storage space up there. You can cap them off, and you can get a better ladder that pulls down than the one you currently have, oh. I'm guessing. might be the better solution for you. All right. Very good. Some, some, uh, some options. Thanks, Margaret. Appreciate the call. Uh, if you want to call in your home improvement question or just send a text, it is the same number, 651-461-9226, to get in touch with Andy Lindis. Uh, we're getting some comments about the the, gra- the grasshopper issue uh, that we neither one of us had heard about these uh, critters eating through screens. Uh, this uh, listener had a grasshopper screen problem back in the late 80s, a 1988 drought in Otsego, they had that issue. And another texter said, outside of the Twin Cities, it is very common for grasshoppers to eat through the screen as well as other animals. Uh, the best or the only answer, according to this uh, listener, is like you suggested, steel screening, well, instead of uh, another material. So, wow, how about that? Yeah, it's... Uh... 
So, hey, you learn something every day, Denny. I guess, yeah. If you're lucky, you do. It, it uh, makes sense in the, in the dry areas. I guess those grasshoppers do a little bit better. Uh, so if you're, they're, they're referencing other drought years, it makes sense. This listener says, we were told to take off window screens every fall. We've been doing this, but do we really need to? Does it keep the screens better longer? Uh, no, unless you're really care- In fact, I think it can be worse. Um, anytime you're touching a screen or a sharp object can touch a screen or it goes into a corner, it can lead to issues or it can start to pull loose. And, and a lot of times people bend those frames, taking them in and out of windows on a regular basis. So I don't remove my screens ever, but I, um, that's, that's me and, and, and they're really easy to clean. And outside of uh, when you clean the window, the, the screens really don't, don't, don't come off. And in fact, majority of my windows, I, the screens stay on when the windows get cleaned because they have options to, to tilt one way or the other. Pretty slick. 651-461-9226. Oh, a listener wants to know about casement window cranks. Are they easily repaired? Uh, yes, if the the actual part that the crank goes on itself is not too stripped, that's going to be an easy fix. Usually it's a set screw issue and, and the crank issue. Now, if you have to replace the part that the actual crank goes on, that can be a little bit more difficult, but usually most do-it-yourselfers can handle it on with most window manufacturers. Now, if you look... Uh, if you got one of the big three window manufacturers, Marvin Pella or Anderson type crank out, you should be able to find a code in the glass of the window, and you can reach out to those manufacturers and get replacement parts for for those windows. You know, here we are, Andy, into a month of October, and uh, what, what's going on at Lindis? Any particular deals? I know uh, that it's hard to believe it's October, first of all, but uh, what's going on with Lindis these days? Uh, you know, we have seventy five percent off of labor on the installation of leaf guard gutters. GAF Asphalt Roofing and Infinity Windows by Marvin. And right now we're offering that free heat map analysis. We'll come out to your house. We'll use our infrared imaging. We have cameras that we can put into walls. We'll look at your your R values of all of your insulation. We're going to look at ventilation of your house as a whole and try to make our best recommendation on what we would do if, uh, if we were tasked to make this the most energy efficient and comfortable home possible. And write up a detailed plan and kind of go from there. And then you'll always have that too. So no obligation whatsoever, but uh, you'll always know. And write up a detailed plan and kind of go from there. And then you'll always have that too. So no obligation whatsoever, but uh, you'll always know exactly what your house is doing. That's really a neat test. And you're getting we're getting into the uh, to the uh, season where it uh, you can really get uh, some accuracy pinned down. Uh, isn't that true? It is, and uh, maybe uh, this next week uh, is, isn't going to be one yeah. of those one of those weeks. But after <laughs> the that, 70s. Uh, I'm guessing uh, by the 15th of October, it's uh, we'll, we'll have noticed a, a rapid cool down of sorts. You know it's coming for sure. All right, mm-hmm. hang on, Andy. We're going to invite our listeners to uh, uh, join in on the conversation. If you have any kind of a home improvement question, now is your chance. Either call it in or text it in to Andy Lindis. Same number, 651-461-9226. We'll take this break. Be right back with more Home Improvement Talk on Newstalk 830 WCCO. (music) 
And welcome back to our Home Improvement Show. You have that kind of a question for Andy Lindis. We welcome yours at 651-461-9226. If you want to call it in, great. If it's easier to send Andy a text message, that's good, too. Same number, 651-461-9226. 67 degrees in the Twin Cities are going to around 72 today, Andy Lindis. It's going to be kind of like that the rest of the week, uh, 71, 72, maybe 75 on Friday. So good week to get some things done, whether it's a do-it-yourself or uh, having the Lindus Cruz uh, do it. Here's a text for you, Andy. Is vinyl, I'll just read it verbatim, is vinyl siding any good these days? If not, what's better? Well, um, that really, uh, I guess it depends on what your uh, definition of good is. In, in my opinion, no. Um, it's, if you were to pick the, the three most common, four most common products used on, uh, the, for replacement siding outside of brick and stucco, you're looking at a cement board, uh, an engineered wood like LP, uh, a metal like steel or vinyl. And out of those four products, I think vinyl is the, the, the least good of, of the four. Uh, the top two in my eyes would be LP and some type of steel product. And the reason why I, I lean on them is from a durability standpoint. When Again, when the number one thing that I consider when I'm looking at home improvements is, is it going to last? Am, uh, is my customer going to call me 20 years from now? And, and what does the warranty really say? Look at the details of the warranty. And a lot of times, those vinyl uh, warranties, they look it up front, but they're, they're pretty prorated and aren't really worth a lot after a few years. And I know we've talked about steel siding uh, over the years. Is is that a difficult job uh, to for the Lindus crews to to do steel? Uh, you know, uh more difficult than vinyl um when it yeah. comes to cutting it and, and putting it into place, that's for sure. And that's why a lot of people stay away from it. And they, and they choose vinyl. From an installation standpoint, it's easier. Again, not the, the a consideration. It's always a consideration, but it's not the consideration for us when, when choosing a material. Yeah. So vinyl, just uh, from an extension and contraction standpoint, from a fading standpoint, from a durability, like, like after a while it gets brittle, it can crack and get holes in it. And they keep trying to make darker colors for it, and then they discontinue it. And then they make a darker color, and then they discontinue it. Hmm. And that's... Uh, it's not really a concerted effort on their part, but they, they keep trying, knowing that it's probably going to fail. Okay. Let's go back to the phones, Andy. Gary, I think, uh, calling in from Rogers, Minnesota, this morning. Gary, you're, thank you. You're on with uh, Andy Lindis. Thank you, boys, for the uh, show. I really enjoy it. My uh, youngest daughter, all of a sudden she's got it in her head. She wants to put on metal roofing. Now, I don't know if she... If, that stuff comes in a, a shingle form or if it's sheeting or if it come in both. I know nothing about that stuff, so I, I would appreciate some enlightenment. All right. What do you think, Andy, uh, to, to, to shed some light on that uh, topic again? It, it comes in both. Like uh, if you're looking at like a, a metal roof, like on a pole barn or any type of metal building, that's your standing seam metal roof. Uh, stay away from any type of exposed fastener standing seam. And in my opinion right now, metal shingles are okay, but from a cost of install, a uh, cost of, of what the materials are, I, I, I would lean more towards asphalt shingles than a, a metal shingle um, almost always. Like 
it's just a better product, a better warranty, and, and it's more cost-effective. Now, some of the standing seam products that you can look at are pretty good. But, uh, again, the warranty on the, on the GAF product is going to be a little bit better. Having said that, like on our standing seam, Denny, has a 35-year warranty versus our asphalt roofing, which is a 50-year warranty. Yeah. Now, that's just uh, the, the actual steel itself. The Galvalume has a lifetime warranty. The, the finish warranty is 35 years. So worst-case scenario, 35 years down the road, you have to repaint your roof. And the way they're coming out with coatings nowadays uh, that you can use to go over the top of almost any type of roofing, I, uh, I'm thinking 30 years down the road, painting a roof is going to be a, a pretty easy task. Boy, for sure. That length of time, wow. Um, we've got a couple of minutes to go here. I'm just looking at the text messages here. Here's one, and maybe we can feel this in a hurry. I have a set of steps facing west and north. Both are separating from the house about an inch. Should I be worried about how to fix it? What do you think? I uh, shouldn't be worried about how to fix it, but I would get a hold of uh, Jesse Treble. Chances are some type of settling issue, and it might be able to be addressed with foam jacking now before it gets too far out of place. So get a hold of the foundation uh, experts at safebasements.com, and they'll be able to take a look at foam jacking for you in those areas. I was thinking of the earlier call um, about the listener's daughter that that, that daughter, they should call Lindis for a free estimate to, you know, get a little learning there, a little instruction on uh, on uh, asphalt versus uh, steel, and uh, you know, it might be more enlightened, right? It's a it's a free visit, right? Free visit, and we'll be able to give you an estimate on both metal and asphalt shingles, and a variety of asphalt shingles as well, and uh, let you make the best decision for your home. And if I were you, I'd be planning. Unless it really needs to get done this year, I'd be planning for the spring. Crews are getting booked up pretty quick. If you're looking at a spring install on anything, I would start planning now because those spring months are, those days are, are getting taken really quickly. There's a lot of people thinking of uh, 2022 already. And if you want to get in line for uh, something to get done right away in the spring, I would start talking to contractors now. Oh, absolutely. And getting back to the uh, listener about the step question. A uh, big difference between foam jacking and mud jacking in this case, right? Very big difference uh, from the size of the hole, from evaporation, and from what, what foam jacking is going to be able to do to help compact the soil a little bit better and make it more stable so you're not in the same situation a few years down the road is something that sand jacking or mud jacking just can't accomplish. And as Andy said uh, to our listener and uh, all listeners, if you have any kind of a, a foundation issue uh, get in touch with our friends at safebasements.com, uh, safebasements.com. Now, we've got uh, 60 seconds or so to go left in the show, Andy. And, and again, for those that maybe missed it, give us some deals going on at Lindis Construction. And uh, like you said, be proactive. Get planning for 2022 already. Uh, what can you offer these folks? Uh, 75% off labor on the installation of leaf guard gutters, Infinity Windows by Marvin, GAF Asphalt Roofing. You can check us out on Facebook, uh, Instagram, you, you name it. Uh, we have some TikTok videos out there. And then, of course, lindisconstruction.com has all of the information that, that, that you would need for all of your home improvements. Yeah, and check in, too, about that, uh, that test, that blower door test that we talk about. You get in touch with Lindis Construction. Easiest number to remember, of course, is 1-800-LEAFGUARD. Always a pleasure, Andy. Thanks for the help, and let's, uh, let's do this again next week. Sounds great, Danny. Thank you. All right. Andy Lindis from Lindis Construction. Yeah, if, if you need a new roof or siding, whatever, all the things we talked about, uh, they will come out to your house. First fit, that's always free. 1-800-LEAFGUARD. 
Maybe some finally some scattered showers and thunderstorms for the Twin Cities today. Right now, in the meantime, uh, winds are southwest at 6, dew point 65, humidity 93%. And uh, with cloudy skies and, again, a little fog, a little mist, our current CCO temperature reading holding at 